It's time to get up and get your day started. Morant. Oh! A jawbreaker! It's Sports 56 Mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. The first hour of Sports 56 Mornings is brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware at the corner of White Station and Quince. Now, here are your hosts, Greg and Eli. Get up every morning from Welcome into Sports 56 Mornings on this opening day of Top Golf in Memphis. Big day for us here in Memphis in the Mid-South. Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy, Zach Boyd with you. It's the Friday, October 27th, 2023 edition. We are in the Family Leisure Studios. Family Leisure, where family and fun come together. Their overstock sale continues Deals on just about everything. If you haven't been over to Family Leisure, maybe this weekend a good chance to stop on by, see what they have to offer. 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. First hour of the program also brought to you by our friends at East Memphis Ace Hardware. Weather-wise today, we're looking at the possibility. In fact, when I was driving in today, a little bit of drizzle, but it doesn't look like some all-day rain affair. We're looking at mostly cloudy skies with a high today of 83. Currently, it's cloudy and 74. Chance of rain at about 30%. Tonight, a low of 68 with the chance of rain at about 40%. On the program today, our Friday regular John Varlis will join us, this time from uh, Chattanooga. He's all over the state covering the state championships in just about every sport possible, covering preps, for the Daily Memphian, he'll join us at 7.25. At 8.25, Avery Braxton from ABC24, reporter anchor. He will join us to talk some Memphis Grizzlies as they get set for Game 2 tonight. They will play host to the defending champion Denver Nuggets. We'll talk to him about that, the NBA. Maybe even get into a little Tiger hoops as the Tigers men's basketball team will play their first of two exhibition games on Sunday against Lane College at FedEx Forum. At 9.05, you know him, you love him, you can't live without him. Brandon Lang will handicap some of the NFL and college football games. At 9.30, our buddy Sean Merriman, the former All-Pro defensive end from the Bills, Chargers, several teams, and the University of Maryland. He's also the founder of Lights Out MMA on Fubo. He'll join us. And then we're hoping to squeeze in probably towards the end, 10 in a row, the game show that has swept the nation. Can't guarantee you that. It all depends on the time, but hopefully we can get that in as we usually do. Ten in a row, the game show that has swept the nation. Time permitting as well, we'll take your calls. Of course, we'll always take your texts at that same number. Hit us up, 901-360-8255, the Sports 56 listener lines. You can also drop us a line at Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or on the website at sportsmemphis.com. That's your lineup for today as we get you set for the sports weekend. How are you, man? I'm doing good. You don't sound good. I'm doing good. Now you sound better. Hope you're feeling better. I am, man. It hit me like a ton of bricks, kind of like the uh, Pelicans hit the Grizzlies, like a ton of bricks opening night. And I was uh, not in good shape, but feeling great now. I appreciate it. Um, by the way, I didn't get a chance to listen to our weekly interview with Ryan Silverfield. Anything earth-shattering that Ryan had to say about North Texas? Uh, earth-shattering? I don't think there's anything anybody could say about North Texas that would be earth-shattering. Uh, really, it's, it's another quarterback, they, though, that they, they face that has good numbers. They are they are not exactly an earth-shattering team. No, but they can score. It's kind of like UAB, right? Another team that can score the ball and can't uh, defend anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, their, their quarterback, uh, who does not turn the ball over, um, 
only one interception, second longest streak in the country as far as pass attempts without an interception going on right now. Wow. Um, but their run their run defense is um, god awful. Uh, <laughs> the only way to put it. But they put it bluntly. They give up like twenty five more yards per game rushing than literally the, the any other team in America. They are they are that bad. Two hundred and fifty five rushing yards per game, which is hard to fathom that any defense could average giving up two hundred and fifty five yards rushing a game. But they do. They just uh, so. Tigers should be able to run the ball and um, like they did against UAB and help you know keep the ball out of their offense. But their offense, their offense is you know their coach is an air raid disciple of Mike Leach and mm-hmm. Cliff Kingsbury. So uh, although they do run the ball more than those guys, I think like to run the ball. So, um, but yeah, it's actually the stuff. Uh, the, the talking with. Coach Silver, I think the, the kind of the more interesting stuff I was ta- asking him about the whole Michigan thing, but more so, would he want you know, for the guy who's been in the NFL? Would he want the college football to go to the just the communication thing, the you know the, the where you could talk to the quarterback? Mm-hmm. Um, and he brought up a lot of good points of why that in college he just doesn't think it's a good idea. And it's stuff that, you know, I didn't really think about it, but, you know, he talked about the fact that, you know, who's in charge of it when it goes down? Like, is, do, do we now have to travel two or three other people who are in charge of our communication device? And if it goes down, they're in charge of putting that up. And, you know, what if you're playing an FCS team? Are they, do they have to have it? Or or can we not use it for that game? Like he brought up there, in the NFL, you got 30 stadiums, 32 teams that have and plenty of money to make sure that stuff's working. In college, it's a whole different beast to try and have that stuff because this stuff does go down sure. at times. And he's like, you know, is it just, is the home team in, in charge of it or is, are we in charge of it? And he's like, now all of a sudden we've got two or three more people we got to travel every single week in order just to be in charge of that stuff. And he said, and then when it does go down in the middle of a game, what do you do? What are you supposed to do? So and I had never really thought of it that way because I've always said like, well, why don't they just do this? It seems simple but um and in the sec and the big conferences probably wouldn't be that big of a deal but in the smaller conferences where schools have to worry about budgets and things like that it could be a big deal some sad news to start the show off the former melrose high school star bingo bobby smith i remember bingo from the nba when i was a kid watching the nba played for the cleveland cavaliers the guy could score man oh man could he shoot he averaged 32.7 points as a senior at Melrose. 32.7. And uh, he passed away yesterday at the age of 77. Bingo, Bobby Smith. Also yesterday, great news for the University of Memphis women's soccer team. For the first time in program history and in American conference history, the women's soccer team, now number nine in the country, finishes the regular season perfect in conference play. 9-0. They beat Tulsa last night on the road 2 and 0 or 2-0. 15-1. The only loss, I believe, was to Ole Miss. 15-1, 9-0 in conference play. They now get ready for the conference tournament and then on to the NCAA tournament. What a job uh, Brooks Monaghan has done with that team. Hoping uh, to get Brooks on for the show next week at some time. But pretty phenomenal what he has done, not just this year, over the years, really, since he's taken over that soccer program. But they are really, really good and hopefully can go a long way in the tournament. Yeah, they have. Uh, that's the heck of a regular season. Of course, last year had success in the tournament. So, 
um, hoping for a little longer run even this year. But they are, they're obviously one of the, the better teams in the country. Last night, there was a mixture of a lot of different sports, including the opening of Week 8 in the NFL, where the Buffalo Bills beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 24-18. to Josh Allen had a solid game, 31 of 40. You like that completion ratio. 324 yards, couple of touchdowns, one pick, seven rushes for 41 yards and a touchdown. And then Baker Mayfield had a pretty good game for Tampa Bay, 25 of 42, 237 and two touchdowns. The problem for Tampa Bay is they can't run the ball, so everything has to go through the air. But Buffalo, which has been a little bit of, you know, Jekyll and Hyde so far this year, get the win at home over Tampa Bay. Yeah, but they still, like, I mean, that game should never have come down to a Hail Mary, which if Chris Godwin could have got turned around a little earlier, I think probably could have caught it. Um, It's, Buffalo's just, like, they were in complete control of that game, and you think, like, they're just going to put it away, and they just don't do it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, I do that team, now their defense, the injuries are hurting them on defense. Tredavious White, you got Matt Milano. I mean, they've they've suffered some key injuries on defense that that has hurt them badly, but there's just that team's really good, but I just don't think they can be trusted um, when it comes to the postseason. Because I mean, there there's no way ever that game should have come down to a hell mary by even when they got the ball back, it looked like they'd be able to run the clock out, and they just can't do mm-hmm. it. Like I don't know, there's just something you know. You know that Allen's probably going to turn it over at least once or twice a game. Like it just something not quite right with that team. They're not as good as they should be. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, you wouldn't be surprised if they were in the Super Bowl. But then again, you wouldn't be surprised if they got knocked out of the playoffs in the first round because they have been a little bit off in in some regards. Not They're not a bad team by any stretch of the imagination, but just not that complete unit that we've seen the last few years. College football last night. In the ACC, Virginia Tech destroyed Syracuse 38-10. to I start to wonder about Dino Babers, who I've been a big fan of, and about his chance to retain his job at Syracuse. And then Georgia Southern beat Georgia State 44-27. That's our buddy Clay Helton, who has done a great job um, in getting Georgia Southern to where they are. I think now both those teams are 6-2, and two, so both bowl-eligible teams. But Georgia Southern with the win by 17 points last night in college football. Tonight, you got one game on tap. Florida Atlantic in the American 3-4. and four, Tom Herman's team will play at Charlotte. They are 2-5. and five. Charlotte will be a Memphis Tigers opponent coming up in a few weeks. NBA last night, just two games. It was Milwaukee edging Philadelphia 118-117. to That was a fun game to watch. Damian Lillard, 39 points for the Bucks. Sure, they're happy to have him. Tyrese Maxey at 31 and 8 assists for Philly. Uh, James Harden, not with the team. Did not, I think he thought he was going to be flying with the team. He was told to stay at home. So that thing's a big mess. I don't think it's affected the Sixers on the court. They played a heck of a game, almost pulled it off. But Damian Lillard is going to pay a lot of dividends off for that Milwaukee team this year. I uh, is. It was in. It was a vintage Damian Lillard Dame time performance. Fourteen points in the final four minutes. Scored their last eleven. Hit the three to kind of put it away. Um, he was absolutely incredible down the stretch, which is one of the reasons you get Dame Lillard. Those situations, you want a guy who can make shots in those situations, and he did that. You know, Giannis was really good. Chris Middleton barely played. I only played like 15 minutes. They're limiting his minutes. 
Um, but it was it was all Lillard down the stretch, and he almost outscored Philadelphia by himself for the final four minutes of the game. Now, speaking of limited minutes, LeBron James played, what was it, 27 in the first game for the Lakers? Last 29. night, 29. Last night, fourth quarter, game still up in the air. Darvin Ham, their head coach, goes to LeBron. He asks him, he says, can you play the entire quarter? Of course, LeBron, the competitor he is, is going to say yes. So he does. So they don't worry about the minute restrictions. He plays 35 minutes, goes for 21 points, 9 assists, 8 rebounds, big plays down the stretch. AD chips in with 30 and 12, plus 3 blocks. And they offset KD's 39 and 11. Now remember, the Suns were without Booker and Beal, but the Lakers get the win 100 to 95. Yeah, the fourth quarter, again, LeBron, you, you look at these guys, LeBron and Anthony Davis combined for 23 in the fourth, 23 of the 28 as they out, outscored Phoenix 28 to 11 in the fourth quarter. Good to see AD scored points in the second half. Even, even without Booker and Beal, hard to imagine the Suns only, when you got Kevin Durant and doing what he did last night, only scoring 11 points in a quarter. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's hard to fathom. That team would only score 11 points in a quarter when you've got Durant going for 39 in the game. Tonight here in Memphis, the Grizzlies look for their first win of the year as they will take on the defending champion Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets 1-0. The Nuggets lead the all-time series 62-40, but the Grizzlies have won the last three at FedEx Forum. However, if they are to win this game, they're going to have to overcome a lot of absentees. Salt, uh, salty. Santi Aldama out for a second straight game to open the season with a right ankle sprain. Now Luke Kennard is on the injured list with the con- he's in concussion protocol. He got hit in the head in that second half of the game against New Orleans, so Kennard won't be able to go. Of course, you're without Stephen Adams, you're without Brandon Clark, you're without John Morant. And the challenges continue to mount early in the season for the Grizzlies, who will hit the road after this game to play in Washington tomorrow, then back home to take on Luka and Kyrie and the Dallas Mavericks on Monday. Tall task. They've had some success against the Denver Nuggets at home in the past, but man, oh man, somebody's going to have to step up big time for them. Yeah, I mean, Zach, what was the thing you, what the term you used? It's, it's not ideal. Yeah, <laughs> this this is this is not ideal. Tonight's game is not ideal. Um, Denver's really good. Grizzlies did not look good and are as you know, even more banged up. This one, this one looks like a uh, a tough go. Tough go for the Grizzlies tonight. Again, it is a six o'clock start. Remind everybody, six o'clock start time tonight. Hour earlier than normal. So be ready for that, and also be ready for your clear bags. Um, but yeah, I did, this is. I don't. I don't know how it. If this would be a surprise for them to win this game. By the way, side note question for you: Does that include us with the media, clear bags? No. Okay. I'll be doing my first Tigers game a week from Monday. I'm like, I got a big old bag that has a lot of stuff that I bring in there. I'm like, I can't imagine trying to shove everything into a little clear bag. There's no way I could do that. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things where you look at this. And he, what is the line, by the way, for the game tonight? Uh, I think the Nuggets are like a five or six point favorite. Yeah, these are the games that you look at and you go, ah, there's no chance that the Grizzlies win. And then somehow they win. It's just sports, right? But in all likelihood, they won't. And you turn around, you have to hit the road, back to back. Washington's not a good team, but 
They have some good players, and they have Tyus Jones, the former Grizzly, who will be waiting to go up against his former team. I, And then Monday, you got Dallas coming in. I think this is going to end up being what you had said, that they will wait until they've played five games, and then they get that exception, that, that deal with John Morant being suspended, that they could replace a player, and that player can play for the next 20 games until Ja comes back, and then they can make a decision on whether they want to keep that player, which they would have to cut a player to do so, or maybe make a, a trade or what. But it, it goes without saying that they have to make a move. If they don't make a move and they ride with what they have, that would be asinine. And I don't see that happening. You're not going to give up an entire year before the year really starts. So I, I got to think that Zach Kleiman has been working the phones and that there will be some type, sort of move made. But I think it's going to be that baby step move first. Like you said, four more games, then they get the exception, then they'll bring in some big to help out. Because in game one, they didn't have many bigs to choose from. Aldama is out. We know that Adams and Clark are done. And yet Kenneth Lofton Jr., who for some reason they give the contract last year and don't play him at all as oh, one of the bigs. Go. Gotta get those Lofton minutes. Well, again, he's a big you need a little bit of the size out there. They were getting dominated. I'm sure you talked about it yesterday on the show. I had a whole soliloquy written up before I got sick and couldn't come to work about that. I mean, just offensive rebounds, put back second chance opportunities by New Orleans. New Orleans got a big front line, but a number of these teams have a big front line. You have to bring in some size. So, again, I think that's what they're doing. I think they'll wait four games more, including the game tonight, and then they'll make some sort of move. I don't know what's out there. I couldn't tell you. Well, yeah, I mean, again, what they bring in... Big Country Reeves available? What they... Whoever... And, and again, that's the trial run. It makes most sense. Whoever they bring in for that, it's not like they're going to be like, oh, yeah, now we're good. I mean, it's... it's exactly. As I, it's going to be a Bismack Biombo type guy. Like, that's you the just type... just like saying Bismack Biombo. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually is the guy. <laughs> I, I honestly, you're not I, the only one who said I, that. I think he probably, there's a good chance that that would be the guy. Um, but We're, it's going to be somebody like that. It's not like you're you're solving your problems with this. It's but it's getting a big body guy who can go out there and bang for a few minutes a game, and that's basically all you need him to do. Remember on Monday, I'd said I didn't say this was the guy I want, but I said you know I wouldn't mind Dwight Howard. And then of course Dwight Howard, the story comes out about that. With Dwight Howard. It's like every time I bring up a name, the guy gets in trouble. I bring up Kevin Sullen and boom, next day he's DUI arrest in, in, in Florida. So I better not say any more names, throw out uh, possibilities, because if I start talking about Bismack Biombo, uh, something will happen to him tomorrow. But yeah, yeah you, I, don't have, you don't have to say my name. Like, you just, you just, <laughs> just, just say ZB. It's, it's very random. If you get, Z-Bo? If Z- you get into trouble. No, don't do Z-Bo. We, we, we don't want to do that. If you get into trouble, Z-Bo. man, we're, we're, uh, we're all in trouble if you get into trouble, Zach. Ron you're, you're the last guy to get in trouble, I think. Ron Tex has said if the Nuggets shut down Bane, it will get ugly tonight. It can get ugly even if Bane goes. I mean, yeah, the other night, Bane went off. Bane had his game. If nobody else steps up, it will still get ugly tonight. It can get ugly. Well, they I mean, shot the- if If Jaron Jackson Jr., continues to go zero points and basically in the first half, um, it's going to be going to be a real problem for the Grizzlies against anybody, let alone the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, they shot the three ball horribly, except for Desmond Bain. Kennard shot the ball hard, a horrible from the outside. He's hurt anyway, but you know that... He will he, make the same amount of threes tonight as he made the other night. Exactly, but he'll find his way. You, you feel confident in Luke Kennard. Jaron Jackson Jr., when he makes that statement, how much he's going to have to pick it up 
with Steven Adams now gone, and then goes out there and throws up a, was it 0.1 rebound first half? No, he scored in the first half. He had two points, I think, in the first half. Uh, first quarter, he was 0 0 no, 0. No, 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 no. Double check on that one. I thought he was goose egg at the half. But either way, it didn't matter. He was horrible. He was horrible. Or it might have been he got a rebound at the He end got of the a quarter. rebound at the very end of the of the second quarter. He had no points. He yes, he blocked shots. We know he blocked shots, okay? He's an athlete. But he's got to score the ball. He's got to rebound the basketball. And again, you're limited on your size. And the one guy you're not using is the guy. Now I'm hearing the stories about, well, he came to camp and in, 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 not in shape. Kenneth Lofton Jr. When was he ever in shape? That guy's never been in shape. He's fat. Here, I'm just going to tell you, right? Get off the Kenny Lofton Jr. thing. It's not going to happen. Like, it just, quit acting like he's going to be a part of the rotation and an important then part of the team. Then why did they sign him? Because they needed a guy they did last year. They rewarded him for a heck of a year in the G League. Oh, they rewards. Give him a minimum Stop contract. with the rewards, man. Do something that makes sense. you got one big and a limited amount of bigs that you have on this team, and you can't even use them for a few minutes in the game. I don't know. Maybe we'll see him tonight. They'll throw him out there against Jokic, and Jokic will eat everybody's lunch, as he always does. All right. Uh, one one other- thing you won't get from Kenny Lofton Jr. is his lunch. <laughs> All right. As I said at the beginning of the show, Top Golf opens today in Memphis. Are you excited about it, Mr. Savoy? We've talked a lot about Top Golf in the past, and then it came to fruition. We talked about Whataburger. It's come to fruition. We'll keep talking up things and hope that it'll come to Memphis. But finally, 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 Memphis has a Top Golf. Nashville has one. Knoxville has one. Chattanooga has one. Hell, Millington probably has one. We finally got one. Yeah, it's cool. I, I mean, I, I like Top Golf. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to get out there, get a chance to get out there sometime. But yeah, it's it's cool. It's nice to have here. It's a nice attraction to have uh, here in Memphis. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited about it. Got to play at one for the first time up in St. Louis, and uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's not putt putt, ladies and gentlemen. You know, drop the kids off, give them a five dollar bill or a ten dollar bill, and say go ahead and play. This thing is not uh, not cheap. I mean, you got to spend a little money, but you're going to enjoy yourself. I think it's going to be a, a ball having that in Memphis, so I'm excited uh, about that. Also excited to tell you once again, one of our great sponsors is Dinstall's Fine Candies and Chocolates. They've been producing those delectables for over 120 years. And guess what Tuesday is? Halloween. Halloween. You're going to have Halloween parties. And you're going to want the best of chocolates when you host those parties, and that's Dinstall's. If you want to give out Dinstall's chocolates at Halloween, I guarantee you'll be the hottest house on the block. Because normally it's the fun packs, right? The fun size and all that. Not at Dinstall's. Dinstall's fine candies and chocolates, absolutely tremendous. And you can ship them anywhere in the country. Now, also, the caramel apple season is winding down. You just, basically a daze. That's all you have left before it is over. Take advantage of those delicious caramel apples. There's so many different varieties of those apples you can choose from. The caramel with the pecans, the caramel with the chocolate. Then you get the caramel with the chocolate and the cashew crunch. And then the ultimate, the turtle apple. Caramel, pecans, and chocolate. It's all for you right there at Dinstall's Fine Candies and Chocolates with five convenient locations. Germantown, Collierville, Pleasant View, where they make the candies, Laurelwood, and that's a new refurbished store, and downtown Memphis. Pick up your candied apples, pick up your chocolates for Halloween or for your Halloween parties at Dinstall's. Fine candies and chocolates, putting smiles on people's faces for over 120 years. When we come back, John Varlis joins us from Chattanooga. 
This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware at the corner of White Station and Quince. Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Welcome back, everyone. 7.30 in the a.m. Getting you set for the sports weekend. Busy, busy Friday. And it continues to roll right along with John Varlas. It's time for Greg and Eli's weekly visit with John Varlas of the Daily Memphian. Check out John's prep sports coverage and more at DailyMemphian.com. Now, here's John Varlas with Greg and Eli. It feels like there's three or four John Varlases, but there's only one John Varlas. He just happens to cover every darn thing going on in the prep world here in this area. He's the Daily Memphian award-winning prep reporter, but so much more. You can follow him on Twitter, at John Varlas. He is John Varlas, currently covering the state soccer tournament in Chattanooga. Joining us now from the beautiful Chattanooga Casino and Resort overlooking Chattanooga Bay. How are you, John? Hey, good morning, Greg. It's like uh, it's like Doug Henning used to say, it's an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing fine. How are you fellas doing? I miss you guys. How's everybody in Memphis? Everybody's good, I think. I think we're okay. I was sick yesterday, but uh, I'm better today, feeling good. So what's going on with the soccer uh, tournament before we dive into football? Well, we have one soccer game left, and uh, that's going to be this afternoon at 4 o'clock, 3 p.m. Central Time. And uh, it's an all Memphis, um, an all Memphis matchup for the Division Two A final. Uh, ECS and St. George's both won their their semifinal games um, yesterday, so they will play today at 3 p.m. Central Time for the championship. It's going to be the first time St. George has been in the title match since 2017. It's going to be the first time for ECS since 2016. So we're guaranteed to have uh, one state champion from from the Memphis area, and it should be a really good match. They met twice in the regular season. Uh, ECS won both of them, but um, you know we'll see how they go. St. George's played really well last yesterday and beat a good team in the semifinals, so I think they'll have a lot of confidence, and it should be a really good match at uh, at CHI Stadium. That's the uh, professional stadium of uh, Chattanooga's uh, team. I think they have a team in the division below. Uh, 901 FC, so they got a nice little stadium here, about three, 4,000 seats. It's, it's, a good, it's a good venue and should be fun today. And so those are the only two Memphis schools remaining? They're the only two okay. remaining, yeah. Collierville was eliminated from uh, Class AAA yesterday. Of course, Houston was eliminated on um, on Wednesday. They got a terrible draw. They, they drew the defending uh, state and national champion Bearden in the quarterfinals, and it was one of those things where you have probably the two best teams meeting in the quarterfinals of the tournament instead of the championship game. So Houston got eliminated on Wednesday. And uh, Hutchison was also up here competing, and they lost in the semifinals yesterday as well. So we're going to get one state champion out of everything? Yeah, we are. Okay, what about high school football? And what about the possibilities of a state champion from the Memphis area? First of all, they got to finish the regular season, and that will happen 
tonight, uh, final games before the playoffs begin next week in Mississippi. I think we got another week, if I'm not mistaken, of the regular season before the postseason begins in the Magnolia State. But there was a lot of action last night, a lot of action on the docket for tonight. What happened last night of significance? Well, significantly in Division II AAA, the large private schools, MUS, uh, defeated Briarcrest last night, 45-14. Really impressive performance again for the Owls. So they finish 9-1. Uh, and one. But more importantly, they have wrapped up home field advantage throughout the playoffs with the, with the region championships. So congrats to Coach uh, Bobby Alston and all the Owls over there. Great season so far. And, and uh, hopefully still some more to come from those guys. Southwind. Uh, they took care of business against Brighton. They won fifty to nothing, and um, so they are ten and zero for the first time in in their history. Um, they're going to be the top seed in Region A five A, obviously, and they'll open up at home next week against the fourth seed from Region seven. Um, you know, those were the those were the big ones that come to mind. FACS got a big victory over Fayette Academy, so they will host. Uh, in Division 2A for the first time in, in ages. I'm not sure how long it's been since they've had a home playoff game, but it's been a long time. And we've talked about them on, on, on this segment throughout the season, you know, having a really good season, those guys. And uh, hats off to Coach Mitch McDaniel and his Crusaders because they're, they're getting it done over there and building a culture and doing some good things. You mentioned MUS and the season they've had. Going into the year, where did you have – MUS, what kind of season were you expecting for them? I was expecting a good season, and I'm glad you asked that, Eli, because I can refer people to this week's Dandy Dozen. It's the final one of the season, so I put my preseason rankings in there as well. I had MUS actually at number seven, so I expected them to be good. You know, obviously, I didn't think they'd be 9-1 and one mm-hmm. with a you know with a touchdown loss to Chattanooga McCauley away from being undefeated type of good. But I, you know, I, I did think they were good. I, I mean, I, I certainly they've certainly exceeded my expectations, and and uh, I, I really, you know, if you if you pull those coaches aside and ask them in private, I think they'll tell you that they've <laughs> yeah. exceeded the, the coaching staff's expectations as well. I mean, they've just been tremendous. They were tremendous again defensively last night. I mean, Briarcrest had a a fifty eight yard touchdown pass and a seventy yard touchdown in the second the second half. But aside from those two plays. They only had 43 yards of, of total offense on on their other plays, so I mean that just kind of speaks volumes to what what you know what MUS has done defensively last night and all year. Brady Hughes had a great game at quarterback last night for them, really efficient. He completed 11 of 13 passes and threw four touchdowns. Makai Shaw scored three touchdowns. He caught two and he ran one. So that you know, you know, MUS has just been terrific all year. But but yeah, they have surpassed. My my high expectations for them for sure. Of two of the two of the teams you just spoke of, you spoke of MUS and you also talked about Southwind's fifty to nothing win over Brighton. MUS in six A, Southwind in five A. Who do you believe has the better chance to go all the way? MUS. Ooh, I, oh, what is that, MUS? That, not six A. Five A. Sorry, MUS five A. MUS is Division Two. That's right, Division Two. I'm sorry, confusion. Division Two Triple A, right? And then Southwind is in five A, correct? Correct. Okay, who has the better chance to go all the way in their respective uh, groups? Well, I mean that's that's a good question, Greg. I mean it's I mean they're both of those divisions are loaded. I think you know if you know if you have to make me pick, I would I would say MUS simply because 
you know, when you look at Class 5A around the state, you know, Southwind is very, very good, obviously, but, you know, at, at some point as they progress through the through the playoffs, you know, they'll, they'll run across a, a Henry County or a, or a Beach or a Centennial or, you know, a, 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 a you know, Page High School or, or some of those guys. And, and, and let's say you get through those guys on this half of, you know, this side of the river, even if you get to the championship game, you know, you will face a Knoxville West or a, a Powell team from, from that area. I mean, Class 5A is just really, really deep in, in talented teams this year. I think perhaps even more so than Class 6A, the depth of talented teams around the state in Class 5A is, is, is you know, really pronounced this year. So, so Southwind, as good as they are, you know, it, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle for, for everybody in 5A, obviously. If you're one of those teams I mentioned and you see Southwind across from you, you don't want to see those guys either. So it works both ways. But, yeah, to answer your question, uh, 5A is just incredibly deep this year. So it's it's going to be tough for, for Southwind, for Munford, and, you know, for anybody hoping to come out of 5A. For the um... – the thing for the problem, I guess, for MUS is that with the way it would work, they would have to go through probably both Chattanooga schools, right? Like, because they're, they would have to go through both Baylor and Macaulay to win a state championship because they would get the two from the other side in the semifinal and then the one in the final, most likely. Most likely, I, that, I <laughs> that's a brutal. That would be a brutal task to beat both those schools. It, it it would be. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Those two teams are are, are uh, you know considered where they are for good reason they're both very very strong teams um you know the good thing if you're an mus fan is you know you you got home field advantage for as long as you're in the playoffs so instead of having to go to chattanooga mm-hmm. for that semifinal game you know one of those teams would conceivably come here so you know you, you get your rest you stay on your same schedule all those things that are so important in high school football you know you say save money on the bus i mean <laughs> yeah. you know, all those all those things are hugely important considerations for high school programs and and that's what mus has earned with their uh, tremendous play throughout the season you know they get a bye week too to, to rest up now and get ready and get prepared for the their first playoff match in two weeks time so yeah it, it's just huge and it's uh you know very very significant what they've been able to accomplish this season and i guess it, it will be mccauley will be the one i think on that side and and baylor likely will be the two so they would get baylor who I still can't believe Macaulay beat Baylor. That's a whole side note. But, and then Christian Brothers, they, we could still end up with on the west side, MUS won Christian Brothers too. If Christian Brothers could win at Endsworth tonight, they would get that two seed and they would get that first round by. Yeah, and that was a tremendous victory, you know, from Christian Brothers last week against mm-hmm. Father Ryan to, to even put themselves in this position, right, Eli? They, yeah. they were behind 14 to nothing and came back and. And won that game eighteen to fourteen. So yeah, huge victory last week for Christian Brothers. And you know, despite some of the uh, the, the offensive struggles they've had earlier in the season, it, it seems like they're kind of putting things together now here towards the end. So yeah, that that could be a really really interesting game tonight against Ensworth. All right. Aside from that Christian Brothers Ensworth game on the road for CBHS, there's some other huge games tonight. We'll get John's thoughts on some of those big big games coming up in our second segment with John John Varlas from the Daily Memphian joining us. For from Chattanooga covering the state soccer tournament. So we'll put John on hold. We'll come back with more John Varlas in just a few moments as we continue to talk uh, prep sports as we do each and every Friday during this time slot. I do want to tell you folks about one of our sponsors. It's called Everything's Yours Appliances. Now you can go to the big box stores and see what you can get as far as, you know, that one-on-one help. You're not going to get it. 
You may not even be able to find somebody. You'll be walking around the store trying to get help. I need help on this dishwasher. I need help on this refrigerator. And go on and on and on. You can try that. You can do that if you want. Or you can just go to Everything's Yours Appliances with two locations. They're located in Olive Branch at 7095 Hacks Cross Road and at 8478 Highway 178 in West Vihalia. Huge sale happening right now, up to 50% off retail at Everything's Yours Appliances. It really is a hidden gem. If you're looking for that special refrigerator, you're looking for a freezer, you're looking for any appliance, washer, dryers, dishwasher, you can invest in new appliances and leave knowing you got a great deal. Everything's Yours Appliances has no credit financing available with a low down payment and delivery available. Everything Yours Appliances has all major appliances and name brands. So hurry down to Everything's Yours Appliances where customers are number one. Now, sometimes... They, and these are all brand new. You'll get a brand new dishwasher, let's say, that is shipped to Everything's Yours Appliances. And it has, it has a little, little maybe tiny dent in it or a little thing, a little scratch or something like that. They'll take hundreds off to sell you that. Or you can get one brand spank, you know, sparkling new with, with no imperfections. I mean, it's your choice right there. But if you want to save hundreds and hundreds of dollars you can do that right there at everything's yours appliances leon and gloria will take care of you these are good people they know what they're doing they've been in the business for a while so they can help you out again they are they can stick by their their motto everything's yours appliances where customers are number one that's the way you are treated so skip the big box stores and the long lines and the fight for getting some help on whatever you're looking for Go right to Everything's Yours Appliances. 7095 Hacks Cross Road in Olive Branch or 8478 Highway 178 in West Bihalia. You're tuned in to Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Be sure to follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to watch live video of our shows, stay up to date with station events, and have chances to win prizes. Don't miss out on anything that's going on. Follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ. Now back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware at the corner of White Station and Quince. Here once again are Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Welcome back, everybody. John Barless joining us from Chattanooga covering the Tennessee State High School Soccer Tournament. John, tonight, a busy schedule, final games of the regular season here in Tennessee. What's bigger than the others? What are the games that really matter the most as far as playoff seeding or maybe even just getting into the postseason? Well, two two uh, very important games in, in that uh, Region 8-6A, so Whitehaven, um, Visits Bartlett. Uh, if if um, if Whitehaven wins that game, they're in the playoffs, and, and you know it's going to be a really tough challenge against a good Bartlett team. So that is a must-win game for for Bartlett. They for excuse me for Whitehaven. They have to win that game against Bartlett to make the playoffs. And then the other big six-eight game is out in Collierville, where uh, Houston visits. It's a rivalry game. I talked to the athletic director. Uh, Yesterday he came up for the soccer match. He said they he's expecting a huge, huge crowd for that one. So if you're going to go to Collierville tonight, you know, please consider getting there early. Even though they have ample parking at the new high school, I mean, 
it's going to be a huge crowd tonight, and uh, the winner of that game gets the two seed. So that's important because you would open your playoffs at home if if you're the two seed. So massive game out there at Collierville tonight as well with Houston coming in. We got a uh, text from our buddy John up in Covington, and they've got a big game tonight against Westview. That will determine the two and three seed, I believe, in their region. Covington won six in a row. Um, am I right? Is that the two three? Does that determine the two and the three tonight? Well, uh, let me uh, let me give you let me give some advice to all the betters out there. In fact, I will call the score right on the nose. Covington wins that game forty three to nine. Oh, was that last night? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they so they are the two seed. Yeah, take that to the bank. Covington is Covington is Covington is playing some outstanding football. They they really beat a good Martin Westview team last night, and, and they didn't beat them. You know, they they like I said, the score was forty three to nineteen, so they they fairly dominated the action. And we're going to have our Mister Football Committee meeting on uh, on Tuesday, and I would fully expect uh, Skylin Smith, the terrific running back from Covington, to get lots of consideration in Class Three A. I mean. He, he caught a 57-yard touchdown pass to open the scoring last night, and then he had three touchdown runs later in the game. I mean, I don't have the stats in front of me, but he's got to be close to 30 touchdowns now for the regular season. And, you know, I don't know how many yards he ran for last night, but I assume it was a lot once again. I mean, he, he's just had a tremendous season leading Covington's offense. And, you know, like I said, they've won seven in a row. They're going to come into the playoffs as one of the hottest teams, not just in, in our area, but in the entire state. I mean, they've they've really been on a roll offensively. They haven't scored any less than five touchdowns in, in any of those seven games in a row they've won. So just really, really impressive for Covington. And, and, and yeah, they, they, they took care of it last night against Westview. We have to question John's true fandom with Covington, not knowing they played last night. Come on, John. Got to know that stuff if you're a big fan of the team. Millington and Melrose tonight. Any significance or two teams that I think are have had pretty solid years? Very good years, and it's and it's a lot of significance. It's, it's very simple. Uh, the winner of the game is the one seed, and the the loser is the two seed. The winner is the region champion in eight four a, and the and the loser will will be the two seed. That of course that means both teams will will host. Um, in the first round of the playoffs, but you know if you're if you're the one seed, you get that that fourth place team from from Region Seven. Theoretically, it's an easier opponent. So yeah, you, you want to be the region champ and get that one seed. Huge game tonight in Orange Mountain. I know Melrose is going to be there honoring their seniors, but you know that that's going to be a terrific game and one heck of a battle tonight. Mentioned earlier, and has nothing to do with high school football, but since uh, we were just talking about Melrose, I don't know if you you, know, you didn't see him play, John, but. Bingo Bobby Smith was a stud at Melrose. He passed away yesterday at the age of seventy-seven. Do you remember the name? Oh, for sure. I actually, I actually posted a story last uh, last night on the Daily Memphian website. Very sad news. Uh, not only was 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 uh, Bobby Smith and uh, uh, a Memphis high school legend, I believe. Uh, you know, parenthetically, I believe he's still the all-time leading scorer in, in Memphis high school basketball history, even though. He graduated high school in 1964. He, you know, he's arguably, I mean, I, you know, he's arguably had the best NBA career of, of any native Memphian. I mean, obviously, you know, Penny Hardaway had better, you know, statistical years and, and more postseason success. But, you know, you look at longevity, Bobby Smith played 865 games in the NBA. He averaged 12 and a half points across those 865 games. 
you know, he's the uh, original star of the Cleveland Cavaliers franchise. His number was was retired by the Cavaliers. He's, you know, he's beloved in in, in Cleveland and in the Northeast Ohio area. Um, yeah, just a tremendous basketball player, a tremendous presence, you know, in Cleveland after you know after his career was over. And um, you know, I think the I, I think the 865 games he played in the NBA are the probably the second most for any Memphian. I think that Young's probably surpassed that by now. But you know, that's just that's a tremendous career, and it speaks volumes to the the kind of man he was off the court that he's you know was remembered so fondly and so you know revered by everybody in, in Cleveland. You know, he, he well after his playing days were over. So yeah, huge loss. You know, condolences to you know, Bobby Smith's family, all his friends, everybody in Cleveland, and, you know, everybody that, that grew up watching him play. I think, uh, Greg, I think the reason they called him Bingo was because when he was at Melrose, you know, he would shoot it and everybody would go Bingo when it went in the net, you know. So, I mean, that's just a tremendous legacy that he has. Great, great man, great player, and, you know, sad to see him him pass away at the age of 77 yeah, yesterday. 32.7 points per game as a senior, no three-point shot. Could you imagine no they had a three-pointer? Oh, my gosh. Oh, He'd average over 40 a game and pretty tremendous. Well, All right. Yeah, and then he went on to a, a great career at Tulsa collegiately yep. and then, you know, on to the NBA. So, yeah, you know, and I know he had uh, been in declining health for, for a long time, too. So, um, so yeah, just 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 had all around. But a, a, a great life, a great basketball life. And, you know, like I said, condolences to uh, – his family and everybody at, at Melrose who loved him and, and watched him play and, and grew up watching him. So, John, in your uh, your your tweet about your appearance today, you brought up our five favorite things category from this week. Do you have a favorite TV cop you wanted to mention? Yeah, I re- I really loved that list. By the way, and I was I, I hated so much that I missed that because I would have wanted to dialogue with you guys <laughs> on that. I, I was did anybody bring up uh, uh, Rico Tubbs from Miami Vice? Crockett and Tubbs were brought up together. They were they were kind of brought up as a pair. Yeah, and I wasn't okay. uh, I wasn't you, happy keeping. The you were pair. a t- you're a Tubbs guy. You have to split the guys. You're more yeah, you Tubbs than to, Crockett. Totally more Tubbs than Crockett. I mean, Croc, you know, Crockett's overrated. Tubbs was the glue <laughs> of that organization, honestly. You know, Croc, Crockett had the flash and the the suits and the the car and everything, but but Tubbs was the the glue of that operation. And I I was also curious if if anybody had dug into. Uh, Barney Miller and, and brought up oh, a yes. Detective Fish. Fish, was brought, up? Fish like, was brought up. I had Woja Howitz on my list. I was much more of a Woja Howitz guy. Wojo, okay. Barney, 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 Fish. Miller, Barney Miller, Fish, and Woj from that show were all brought up, uh, but no Jack Sue. Uh, I forget his character's name on Barney Miller, but nobody brought up my, uh, my poor guy Jack Sue. He was he, he was the glue. You talk about Tubbs. He was the glue. Woj was no, the glue. No, Woj was not the glue. Sue was the glue. Well, Jack Sue, his name, his character's name, I think, was Yamada, and he was the one yes. who always made the coffee. Yes, he made the coffee. He was the glue. <laughs> Barney Miller is a great show. Well, the, the the young kids have no idea, but Barney Miller was a well, Barney Miller was a great show. It, it, re- it really was, John. Before, yeah, so I, oh, go ahead. I just want, yeah, no, I just wanted to check in and make sure that those those guys were brought up. So, no, that was a that was a fun list. I really. Really hate that I missed that one because that, that's a fun, fun topic. What was the guy's name in real life? Philip Michael Thomas. Was yeah, that Philip Michael Thomas? Yeah, yeah, his career went down the crapper after that one. Marlis, I could see you in some of those Miami Vice suits, man. I think oh yeah, John. I could absolutely. see you look, getting out there looking like Crockett and Tubbs. Absolutely, he looked great in those suits, man. Come on, John, oh, we, bring it back, do buddy. We have, what, do we, 
I, quick, quick story. I actually, I actually made one of those in high school. So, um, you, you guys may remember they had those Air Jordan shirts, but they were one piece. It was, you know, it had a red tank top and a black, uh, shirt underneath it, but it was one piece. So I bought one of those, I bought one of those Air Jordan things and cut the red thing off so that it was just a black t-shirt. So I had the white pants, the black t-shirt that I had gotten from the Air Jordan thing. And I went to a chess king in the Raleigh Springs Mall and got me a white jacket and put that all together. But instead of wearing the Miami Vice shorts, I mean the Miami Vice shoes, like they did the the kind of loafer things that they had on the show. I wore that outfit with a pair of uh, red, white, and black Air Jordan shoes. If you can imagine <laughs> such nonsense. <laughs> Damn, who are you, Armani man? Look I'm, at you, the clothing like designer, it. John Barlow. Real quick, John, we got about. A I might minute. go as Tubbs for Halloween, just in honor. Bring of it you. back, baby. Bring it back. We got less than a minute. Um, certainly uh, a tough way to end the season for Memphis nine hundred one FC, losing in PKs to Louisville in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely heartbreaking. I mean, you just got to feel for for Aiden McFadden, the the kid who missed that, uh, you know, the guy who missed the final penalty. I mean, it's it's tough when you you know soccer is you know is a game where you know you battle and battle and battle and and you know sometimes you just you know it's just hard to find a way to score. So you you know you get to penalties, and then when you get to penalties, you know a lot of time it is it is a lottery and and. Um, you know, Louisville made all five of their penalties, and and nine hundred one FC unfortunately missed theirs. So yeah, season's over. But it uh-huh. is an incredibly tough way to go. Collierville went out uh, yesterday on a penalty. It wasn't penalty kicks, but it was a, a penalty that the referee called. You know, late in overtime. So it's it's just tough to lose on a penalty. It's one of the most gut wrenching, frustrating things in all sports. No question. John Barnes will have you covered tonight with high school football. Of course, he's covering the state championships of soccer out in Chattanooga. We will bring home a championship because it's an all Memphis affair today that I'll be covering. So make sure to follow John on Twitter at John Varless. Read all his great stories at the Daily Memphian and catch him every Friday talking with us right here on Sports 56 Morning. Safe travels back, John. Thank you so much. Okay, guys. I'll see you in the house next week and y'all have a great weekend. You too. You too. Take care. This hour of the program is brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware, corner of Quince and White Station is where you will find them. That's where you're going to find all the things you need for maybe those projects you're trying to get done around the house this weekend. The leaves continue to fall. going to be picking those up. Well, they got everything you need over there at East Memphis Hardware, Ace Hardware to take care of that problem. Of course, the big green egg, all the egg accessories as well. You can find it all at East Memphis Ace Hardware with a great staff to help you find exactly what it is you're looking for to get that project completed as well. Go by and see a corner of Quince and White Station, East Memphis Ace Hardware. All right, when we come back, we'll open up Hour 2 with an open segment. So if you'd like to participate, this is the time. You can hit us up on the Sports 56 listener lines by calling in or texting in at 901-360-8255. Tigers tomorrow with a big game at North Texas. We can discuss that. The Grizzlies back on the hardwood tonight against the Denver Nuggets, the defending NBA titles, and all things in between. We can talk about it when we return. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM.